Well, hey there. Welcome to the Prayer Podcast. I'm your host, Jan L. Burt, your fellow Jesus follower who very much wants to grow in my prayer life and encourage others in their prayer lives too. Here on the Prayer Podcast, we learn what the Bible has to say about prayer, and then we apply it by actually praying. It's my privilege to join you on this prayer journey. Now, let's get to praying. James chapter 1. We're still right kind of where we were before, uh, just a few more verses ahead. It takes a while to go through a book like James that has so much kind of power and life change in it. Uh, We could hurry through it, but I don't see what the point of that would be because that's not going to develop us into the people that God wants us to be. Sometimes Bible study happens in a way that we forget the study part of studying the Bible. So that's part of why we're going a little bit slower as we work our way through James. Today we're reading verses 9 through 12, and I'm going to be looking at the Amplified. And uh, also, I did want to mention something super quickly. Uh, I have a private Facebook group. That's a prayer group. And right now we are going through the Psalms. We're just reading a Psalm, and then I pray for the group members based on kind of what my study time and my prayer time for the group regarding that psalm has been like over the week, 10 days, two weeks that I've been praying over that psalm. It's a free group. You're welcome to join. I will put the link in the the show notes if you'd like to join us there. We're just going to keep working our way through the psalms. Is it a slow process, one psalm a week? I guess so, but it's really good. And uh, I think it's really important for us to pray the word of God because when we pray what he has said in his word, we know we're praying in accordance with his will. So there's a lot of benefits of that. And it's encouraging to be able to pray for one another. I'm blessed by everyone in that group. And I would just be blessed if you might be interested in uh, jumping in there and joining us. I know it's Facebook. I get it. It's the love-hate social media dilemma that I think all of us have found ourselves struggling with at one point or another. Um, But that's just where the free ability is to host a private group. And so I want it to be free. And I've wanted to be able to just pray with people and I wanted it to be private. All those things are there. So I kind of ignored the love hate and just went ahead and went for it. And I've been in there for a while. We started this group in August of 2020. So it's been a minute and we prayed through some stuff, as you can imagine. So if you are interested in joining that, just click on that link and we'll get you added right away. Alrighty, James 1 verses 9 through 12 from the Amplified. I'm going to go ahead and read it. Believers who are poor have something to boast about, for God has honored them, and those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them. Okay, right off the bat, James is already uh, getting us going here with like, okay, this is opposite world. This is like, you know, think about the the kids' movie Cars, where it's an, an opposite world. You turn left to go right. This kind of feels like that. God has humbled them. Those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them. They will fade away like a little flower in the field. The hot sun rises and the grass withers. The little flower droops and falls and its beauty fades away. In the same way, the rich will fade away with all of their achievements. Okay, now I'm on to verse 12. Last verse, maybe the most power-packed verse of today's uh, podcast episode. Verse 12, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, after they patiently endure the testing and temptation, afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. 
Okay. I would say as I read through this, um, a few things just kind of jump out at me. First of all, it would be that humble circumstances equal high position in the kingdom of God. The more humble our circumstances, the higher our position is in God's kingdom. There's a great reverse order of things in the kingdom of God. And man, it's easy for us to forget that that is the absolute truth. That's reality. Reality is there's a great reversal that happens. The The first will be last. The last shall be first, right? Um, in, in military terms, it's like an about face. Everything is going to flip. This passage says that God has honored those who are poor. They can actually boast about it. There aren't a lot of things that the word of God says we can boast about, but it says your poverty, you can boast about that. You can boast about being poor and the rich should boast that God has humbled them. If we are wealthy and we have not been humbled, if there has not been some kind of a humbling experience or a whole lot of them in our life, we probably really honestly have missed something, need to maybe even pray and say, Lord, do I need to have some humility in this area? Because I can't boast much if I'm rich and I've never been humbled. What do I have to boast in? Right? I mean, we can always boast in Jesus, but we want to get the most out of this life. We want to read God's word and have it be so applicable to our life that like, it's almost interchangeable. That's my dream anyway. Like you read the word and then you look at Jan's life. Do you see the word being lived out? That's my dream. That's my dream right there for it to be like, yep, I see it. I see it in her. And so where am I poor and where have I been humbled? Good things to think about. Even better to be brave enough to pray and say, Lord, would you humble me in areas where I'm rich and where I really need to be humbled? Give me something kingdom worthy to boast about that points back to you. How can this verse, these verses, but primarily verse 12, this verse impact the way that we pray? You know, maybe you can think on that in the coming days. I just gave you a couple little ideas of how you might want to pray about this, but maybe you can just kind of think about that, pray about that. How does James chapter one impact my life and how should it then impact my prayer time? Say the next week to 10 days, you just ask God to help you see more clearly what's true according to his word. And then to see it, not just in your own life, in your own circumstances, but like, how is it true in the lives of other people, people around you in the world? We want to be able to see people the way that Jesus sees them. And sometimes we miss it. We miss the forest for the trees. Like we don't always see people as uh, the individual's that they are created in the image of God with their unique giftings and talents and abilities and their unique struggles and hardships. You can pray about all those things and you'll begin to see the book of James played out in your life in ever increasing ways. Okay. The second thing I guess that kind of jumps out from, from these handful of verses is that rich men are to be thankful when trials humble them. I kind of mentioned this already, but, um, you know, thankfulness in all things, that is very much a New Testament teaching. And frankly, it needs to be a bigger part of my life, maybe your life too. It, it also is worth noting that um, our wealth and our poverty, it doesn't have to just do with dollars and cents. You know, it doesn't have to do with just what we list as assets on our, on our tax return. It doesn't have to just be about monetary kinds of things. You can be poor in certain areas of life and you can be rich in other areas of life 
And these are the areas that we can take to the Lord in prayer and say, how do these parts of my life where I feel very, very impoverished or where I feel very, very wealthy and blessed, what do you want me to do as a result of both of those things? How do you want me to live? How do you want me to think? How do you want me to pray? How do you want me to care for others? How do you want me to represent you, Jesus, and your kingdom best in light of both of those things? We all have areas of extreme poverty and extreme wealth. Sometimes we fail to recognize them. Sometimes we just haven't said thank you for them. And so we've forgotten to really be a thankful people. Christians should be the most thankful people in the world. I really do think that's true. This passage helps us to accept our human frailties. And aren't we all really actually frail? Rhetorical question, yes, we are. There's no need of a savior if we don't need a savior. You know what I'm saying? We do need one though. And we have one in Jesus And I'm so grateful for that. It's sort of like un-American in a way to accept, admit, embrace our frail state. Perhaps that's a good way of saying it. It just feels a little bit un-American, but it's not unbiblical. Something can be completely un-American and can at the same time be totally biblical right? I mean, that's pretty common, probably a lot more common than we think. Because if you're raised in America, like me, you just have to really take the blinders off and think about this stuff. See things, you have to choose to see things through a biblical lens, because it's not taught to us. You know what I mean? To take off the American way of thinking and put on a biblical way of thinking. We have to make a choice to think differently. It's part of why Bible study matters so much. It helps us to think and see and deal with people and our own junk very, very differently than if we never bother to open our Bibles, study it, and let it change our lives. The Word of God is life-changing. It still needs to be changing lives, including those of us who have been maybe reading our Bible and following Jesus for a very long time. It should still be changing our lives. For me personally, I could tell you, if you asked, I could tell you in the last 24 hours, uh, at least five things where I've been just really convicted on that need to change. And that's a daily thing. And I think that's a good, good thing. It's a good place for me to be. I'm not only going to speak for myself, um, but it's good for me to be changed because the word of God is life changing. Okay. So it can be an American feeling to accept our frailties. It's not unbiblical. This is when we discover that true riches True riches are found in the grace of God, and they can't really be found any other place. Later on in the book of James, we're going to read the verse that says that every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father, and there's no shadow of turning in him. This is good to remember. It's actually excellent to remember because it it helps us to tie together all the aspects of the Bible, the hard parts where it's like, I know what you say about what's really important, what true riches are, but it's hard because I don't want to be uncomfortable and I don't want to be, you know, struggling and I don't want to be without or lacking. We have to tie it all together and say, but if you say true riches are found in the grace of God, that means I have to admit that I need God's grace. And I have to admit that good things, the best things aren't going to come from any place else. And you might want to be able to, you might be able to say, oh, I admit that. I admit that, Jan. But do you, you might say it, you might speak it. But do you feel that like deep down inside? Do you really feel that? Do you really, really live like, yeah, the best things only come from God? Or do you kind of sort of also live like, but I can get good things by working hard and I can get good things 
uh, from my friendships and I can get good things, swipe at my debit card. Like it's, it's hard to admit how much we really think that good things come from other places, but it's good to admit it because we're not thanking God enough if we think the good is coming from somewhere other than him. Okay, next thing I notice here is verse 12, that main verse that really just stood out to me as I as I read through and prayed through this part of James chapter 1. I'm going to read it once more, verse 12. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Okay, so, you know, for this episode... I just want to pray a blessing for you based on this verse, verse 12. I'm going to ask you right now to, in whatever form is possible, can't close your eyes if you're driving, but would you just pray with me as I pray for you? Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the blessing of being able to come to you in prayer and to make our requests known. That's a gift, and we're so thankful for it. Thank you for hearing us when we pray, for answering our prayers. Would you even now, in this exact moment, as I'm praying, in this moment, whenever the person on the other side of this podcast, whenever it is that they're listening, would you right now, in this exact moment, bless them with patience to be able to endure hard seasons in life, times of testing, times of temptation, Whatever those difficulties and hard times may, may look like, whatever they may actually be, however they might show up in their life, would you bless them with patience to be able to endure them? Some of us, Lord, we might be tempted to complain. I know I certainly can fall into that camp of being a complainer, and that is not befitting a child of God. A child of the King of all kings should not be a person who complains. So forgive me, Lord. Change me, Lord. Deliver me from a complaining spirit. And Lord, whatever our struggles might be, I've shared mine, whatever theirs are, I pray right now they would just take a moment and ask you to deliver them, free them, bless them, encourage them, heal them wherever they need it most. Whatever our struggles may be, would you strengthen us to stand firm right there in the face of that testing and temptation to endure because we know that your word says that he or she who endures till the end shall be saved. There's a great blessing that comes from endurance. There are more blessings that come from endurance than I, than I even fully could begin to understand after years of studying the Bible. I want all those blessings, Lord, to be poured out on your people. So help them to endure and to endure well, to run their way, race well, and to daily pick up their cross and follow you, Jesus. You've said that's what it takes to be a disciple. So help us to do that and do it well to your glory and honor. Give us long-term long-suffering endurance, not just for today, but for all the days to come. Day by day, give us everything that we need for that day to endure. Your mercies are new every morning, so make that true for the one listening to this podcast today. Equip us for the things that we face in our lives. Heal us physically and emotionally and spiritually and in every other way where we need your blessing. And we need it, Lord. We need your blessing. We need your presence. We need your favor. We need you. We need more of you. Hold us close, but also send us out to do your will. Heal us completely so that we can be a blessing to others and can share with them about the one who brings healing into our lives. Lord, help us to be able to offer that, what we have received from you, and help them to be willing 
to at least think about it, to consider who this Jesus is, because they look at our lives and they see, oh yeah, they actually live it. They've actually experienced something. I've seen the change. Lord, may they see your hand on us, see you working in and through our lives and be drawn to you because they can see that we're we're moved and changed and impacted and bettered because we know you. Thank you for this promise that those who patiently endure will be blessed, will receive the crown of life from you. Help us to love you above all else, to not grow weary in well-doing, but to trust that we will reap a harvest in due time so long as we don't give up. Lord, would you be our everything? And I really do mean that. Be our everything, our all in all, and just be glorified in every possible way in our lives, through our lives, because you, you are the savior of the world, because you indwell us, because you've done the impossible by saving us and setting us apart, by rescuing us from our sins, by defeating death and hell. Would you be glorified in our lives because of all that you've done and continue to do? And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, I pray this. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for letting me pray for you today. It's a blessing. It's a privilege. I do not take it for granted. I'm so thankful uh, to be able to study the Word of God alongside you and pray for you. And hopefully it's an encouragement to you. Um, And if it is, would you mind just maybe you could do a variety of things. You could uh, share this with a friend. You could share it on your social media. You could leave a review that helps to move it higher up in the search engine options when people look for new podcasts. So say somebody's looking for a podcast on prayer, just you leaving like a, that uh, review, the five star or writing the review, however it works on whatever platform you listen to, that bumps it up so that when people search, they can find it. Um, more easily. And that's a blessing because it helps the gospel, which is while I really talk about the word of God, the gospel and Jesus helps it to get further and further out. Like those, the pebble in the pond and the circles that go out further and further. That's how the reach grows. You have a huge part to play in that. I'm so thankful for every one of you and for every time that you share about the podcast. And I am going to let you go today. I'm going to stop yammering at you. Lord bless you. I'll see you back here next time. Be blessed. In Jesus' name. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Prayer Podcast. It's a blessing to read what the Bible says about prayer and then to be able to pray with you. Remember to always pray and never give up. See you back here next time.